0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode five of the Love, Death, and Movies podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ash, and join with me today is once again only Harry. uh Byron is enjoying a nice little vacation this week, so he has missed, but the show must go on, as they say. So, Harry, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. It's really funny because we're, we're all, of course, we're in a group chat. Um... It really shows byron's age because he posted a photo she sent us a photo today he's just at the zoo i think that's adorable so byron we Love hope it. you're having a great time um ash i'm gonna have to request that i always be introduced as tom cruise's best friend um because just i did forget that yes it's okay i'm but very okay.
0: honored to know tom cruise's best friend though yeah
1: yeah I and mean, he's honored to know me so um i appreciate but i'm um, going well ash i'm going well week was good uh you know it's coming to the end of the year which um i think we all can all say thank fucking god uh but yeah it's good uh i'm sure that you'll go into the the subject nature of this film but i watched a lot of films of the specific director but um but yeah but overall my, my week was my week was grand how about yourself Awesome.
0: Yeah, I know. My week is good as well. And um, yeah, this episode is going to be really fun today. We decided to change it up and we are going to be walking through David Fincher's filmography as The Killer dropped on Netflix today. So, well, today for us in the U.S., Harry's in the future. He yeah. is on to November 11th, but it dropped on November 10th. Um, so, yeah, we thought it'd be fun to walk through We're going to go through every single one of his 12 feature films um, in order, um, and we will talk about them, our thoughts on them, and we will end with a ranking of all the movies. But before we get into that, I did want to just shout out some exciting news that the strike is officially over for the actors. Um, Obviously, the writers were able to reach an agreement I think it was earlier last month, but um, we were still waiting on the actors to get what they want. So they were still out there striking and making sure they were getting a deal that was fair and they were able to get an agreement this week. So very exciting. I know you're excited. I know I'm excited to talk about more 2023 releases and I know just excited for the actors and for um, just the film industry in general, that this is gonna be a big shift that they actually were both able to get what they wanted and get what was fair.
1: Absolutely. Like the, the, I'm so glad we all get to talk about movies, of, of course, and that people are getting paid what they deserve. The the idea that I'm glad is now completely gone of replacing people with AI. How was that on the table to begin with? I get it's like business tactics. It's going to be cheaper. Go fuck yourself, to be honest. That is ridiculous. Exactly. Um, so I'm glad that I, I don't know the full details. I'm not sure if the full details of the deal have been released yet until um, it's all been voted on. Uh, But I know that I read an article that from SAG, they said uh, that the AI is completely off the table and it's a historic pay rise. So all in all, it's a fucking win for the actors. So well done.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, the AI actor thing just pisses me off to no end. I saw somebody share a clip from like a, a newer Disney movie that was made. I can't remember who shared it, but it was like literally like robotic looking computer people sitting in stands with real people it's like yeah, every, it you know, three people would be an AI. And it's like, why? Just pay an extra 30 background actors. Like, what's wrong with you? So yeah. very happy that that um, was included. So yes, just wanted to shout that out before we get started um, with our episode today. Uh, but before we jump into, I guess, David Fincher's filmography, um, Harry, what else have you been watching? I know we've both been watching and re-watching a lot of his films this week, but anything else that you wanted to make note of?
1: Yeah, well, I watched... Like ninety percent of what I watched this week was Dave Fincher. Um, I I got to go to the Sydney premiere of the Marvels, uh, which was good fun. Uh, I'll I'll probably wait to do my full review of that until Byron's back because I think Byron's planning on watching that, so we'll probably do that next week. Uh, but all in all, like just super top line. Um, I had way more fun than I thought I would. Uh, it's a mid tier Marvel movie for me. Um, to be honest, probably lower mid tier. Um, it feels like they're just desperately trying to get to the new thing. Um, probably the worst villain I've seen in quite some time. Just super fucking forgettable. I, like the motives were there. It was just written so terribly. But I tell you what, Miss Marvel fucking carries this whole fucking movie. They're, they're like, I'll, I'll get, we'll get more into it um, when we um, when Byron's back. But the fact that the whole advertising campaign is around the post credit scene kind of says what the studio thinks about this film, in my opinion uh so i watched that interesting but yeah we'll go through the full review um, when we're back i also watched uh pain hustlers on netflix have you seen this it's the chris evans mm-hmm. and emily blunt about like the opioid em- epidemic and the like the- i wasn't
0: interested in watching i i love her as an actress but i just refused to watch something that i feel like is just like some c netflix movie
1: yeah um my my review is very much wait let me bring up my reviews kind of amped uh th- this is just trying way too fucking hard to be wolf of wall street and it's true and i it really feels like i don't like really, i like these movies where it's literally getting a cash grab off the opioid epidemic which has ruined so many people's lives um so i i gave it 2.5 I don't, I don't think it's worth your time to be honest um but that's literally all i've watched other than about 12 david fincher films so which we'll be going through but uh what else have you been watching yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I did not get a chance to rewatch all of Fincher's movies, but I have seen many of them multiple times. So, um, this week I actually watched a little bit of everything when it was, I wasn't watching his films. I hadn't seen. So starting with last Sunday, I watched two movies that were both excellent. One I had not seen, which is Mahalan drive, which nice. I highly recommend that you guys both watch. Um, that's a David Lynch film. Very weird. Um, much sexier than I thought it was going to be um, as a film. It was very unexpected, but it was it was good, uh, very interesting, very kind of out there premise, um, which is pretty standard for him. And then I've been watching the Harry Potter movies, so I got through Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet of Fire, like two of my absolute favorites. So oh, those yeah. are both bangers, obviously. Um, and then watched Austin Powers the other night. <laughs> that
1: deserves a sequel.
0: A rewatch. That deserves obviously
1: i love the what do you
0: mean like a fourth one yeah
1: yeah like a new one yeah because i I think it's a great trilogy people give shit to gold member i love that movie
0: yeah that's the one i've seen the least i've seen the first one the most by far um and then the second one and then the third one kind of that was like the weird phase where they were trying to have like every singer become an actress it was like back when they were having like beyonce and ashanti and all these people like try to become actresses
1: (laughs) that's right um and as, yeah um, and then the oh, go gold member has one of my favorite quotes of all time by michael cain where he's like two types of people i hate in this world racists and the dutch Fucking <laughs> unreal just uh, just whoever wrote that spectacular well done it's pretty well good done. impression
0: there harry thank you <laughs> and then the last one i watched was just last night actually i watched a rewatch stick it have oh, you seen Stick I It? I
1: love Stick It. I saw you um you, uh, you logged that and I was like, fuck yeah, I should watch Stick It.
0: Yeah, my, um my review is pretty funny. But yeah, that movie is honestly better than I remember at first. Like the first 25 minutes I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, this is just like a really cheesy, like typical, like 2000s movie. And then as it got like through, I was like, this is actually a pretty empowering movie. Like this has a strong feminist message. I dig this. And it actually has a decent coming of age story as well um it's not like groundbreaking or anything by any means but i i definitely loved it as a teenager and it was it was better than i remembered on rewatch so oh, yeah. um yeah definitely a-, a fun week lots of variety for me so that is all i've been watching um so with that we can jump into mr fincher who i know we are both uh majority just a fan of of his films so we'll walk through them all um, I did just want to throw out there before we jump into his first feature film. This is a man who built an early career directing music videos.
1: Yeah, he's done like 70.
0: So many music videos. Yeah. So it's interesting to make a transition from that into definitely more gritty, you know, more thriller, mystery style movies for the most part. Um, so yeah, very interesting kind of start that he had. But that brings us to his first Feature film, Alien 3 from
1: yeah. 1992. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about
0: Alien 3, Ash. Oh, So my that's not, it's okay. Uh, that's not one that I have gotten a chance to rewatch. So I will be honest. It has been a minute since I've seen it. But I do know that, correct me if I'm wrong, this was one that was written and like the studio was super involved in it. And he got brought in like much later. To direct yeah. this thing, this,
1: right? This is a film that he hates. He's openly said that he hates. Yeah. And, and people nowadays criticise him, being like, "Oh, why didn't you have more control?" As you said, he before this he directed 70 music videos. He had no control. He wasn't David Lynch right. when he made this. So like, we're we're criticising the film in this next five or ten minutes, we're not criticising David. All right. We're not David. This isn't. This isn't about you. I'm sure you're listening um but david what the fuck was this (laughs) like what the fuck was this uh you said you haven't you didn't rewatch it lucky you ash holy smokes this movie's terrible this movie's awful it's almost the worst alien which is nuts to say um but uh, like how long has it been since you've seen this film
0: it's it's had to have been at least eight or nine years if i'm being honest so i remember like general premises but i don't remember like specific scenes that stand out to me um i just i feel like i remember reading though that with this movie is this the one where like i think it's the one where he like left before it was even done yeah like he finished directing but before it was even like edited and put out there he was like Fuck you guys i'm out
1: yeah yeah i'm just gonna openly spoil alien 3. so um sorry to anyone that's listening not hoping you know that's on their agenda. I think i think they're going to be okay with is to watch alien cubed um but this is the, like the one of the main reasons why i don't like this movie one of the worst decisions is that they went away from practical effects um and they went to cgi so all the, the whenever the alien appears it looks terrible it reminds me of, like i was watching this i was like this reminds me of looney tunes back in action with uh with Brendan Fraser has like that learning Tunes in the real world like this just it's just not scary anymore um but the beginning of this film starts and Sigourney Weaver's Ripley she crash lands uh along with everyone else at the end of Alien 2 crash lands on this um prison planet and everyone dies except for Sigourney Weaver so all the ending of Aliens means fuck all now it's like this whole like we need to save everyone they all die Sigourney they all die um, so that in itself felt a profound sense of disrespect. But yeah, the Alien 3 is just one of the most forgettable films ever made. It's just terrible. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, this I just remember the story being really choppy and like it felt very messy to watch. Um, I, I don't remember how long after I had seen the first two Aliens when I watched this. I feel like this was one of those things that I just kind of like, threw on with like friends when i was like in college so oh, yeah. i don't even i'm sure i didn't even watch it like necessarily like looped in with the other two um but i just remember thinking it was like just like a mess of a film um and Very just right, it so. was hard to be engaged when it's it's all over the place like that
1: yeah it, they they brought in religion i remember they um so the the all the convicts were all um part of this like religious cult um that was all about like writing themselves but it was like completely again they are like going celebrant or it's not celebrant. Um, cel what's a- the number? Yeah. Celebrate. Sorry. Uh, celebrants, someone that marries you. Um, but it's <laughs> just cause slightly different. Um, but, but like they, they made this, this whole thing. I'm like, you're on a prison planet where it's 100% men like shock horror. You're doing that anyway. <laughs> like it doesn't, this whole idea was so fucking stupid. Uh, I really dislike this one. This this right now, Ash, I'm, I'm getting angry just just even yeah i can i
0: can feel i can feel it i was just sorry i was looking up to see because i I remember it also feeling like it was never going to end yeah and i'm just looking it up because i was curious this movie is three minutes shorter than the first alien
1: yeah yeah why is it so long it's it's very long it's very very long uh it's just all the cells that they have to go through and all the you know ingrained story that they have to tell um it's nuts that Alien Resurrection is worse than this though. It's nuts. That one I've not seen. Just put it in perspective, Ash. Like, let, let, let me take you back. Let's let's say this movie is on par with Alien and Aliens. Let's just say it. Like, like it's not. It's not. But let's say that it is. That is one of the greatest trilogies of all time. One of. Absolutely. The fact that this crash and burned so hard no one talks about this trilogy at all even though it's like nope. fourth and then there's that avp And just talk
0: about the sequel like they just talk about alien yeah. and the sequel yeah
1: they and don't even everything say else, trilogy. everything else is grouped up like the the kids at school that you don't want to hang out with like yeah fuck this movie let's go on to the next one
0: <laughs> yeah we don't we don't want to spend any more time uh talking about this as it is not something that we associate with uh with Mr. David Fincher at this point in time, but thought that we should cover it since it is the first one. But getting into his real first film that I would say, like my brain goes to when I think of what is his first film that he actually had control over. And that is Seven from 1995 starring Brad Pitt and Morgan
1: Freeman. That is nuts that that is his second
0: what a step up it is and you can tell that he had control i mean he is i think this is like publicly known that he's pretty meticulous he's kind of he's a control freak yeah let's just say it like it is um and so i think him being super involved in the process is definitely crucial for him and so I, you could tell the difference between that and this um as far as his involvement in it so what are you what are your initial thoughts on seven harry
1: i adore seven um I like it every time, more every time I watch it. Um, like just the, it's cause you know, the ending, um, and by the way, the endings, one of the greatest endings of all time, but yeah. the, you, you kind of piece more clues together as you continually to, to watch it. There's just more to pick up on. Um, I think Brad Pitt is severely underrated here. Um, like everyone yeah. agrees he's great here, but when we're talking about his best roles, no one really mentions seven. Um, and I really think they should, he's fucking awesome in this uh kevin spacey yeah. piece of shit in a person uh but he's great in this film don't get me wrong like he's very much a villain yeah. here as he is in real life oh he plays
0: it well a little too well yeah. um honestly I, he's he's pretty yeah. terrifying in this role
1: yeah i feel like people should have taken some fucking notes um and yeah uh probably shouldn't go that way but uh <laughs> but i i adore this movie I, I love a good um detective story and i think this is one of the yeah. best thrillers of all time Um, the whole idea to go towards like that, the seven sins, the religious aspect and Mm -hmm. kind of uncover that just through representation and metaphors and symboli, I think is fucking awesome. And it's just really creepy. This whole, the, I was watching it. I don't remember when I started like two weeks ago, I think when I started doing the rewatch, it just felt super suffocating the entire film. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really to do with the cinematography that, everywhere you go is damp everywhere and moist and um just gross to be around and i think that really was done like on purpose by fincher as, as you said he's very meticulous he's one of those guys that takes like 200 takes for a scene um just to make sure he gets it correct. yeah it's
0: so gritty and i think yeah the way that the settings are done and like the cinematography like you said make it where you almost feel like you're kind of immersed into it, even though it's not a place you want to be immersed into it, it does help absorb up like the story as it's going. And I feel like because of that, the pacing works really well. Not that I've ever seen people complain about the pacing necessarily, but I feel like in detective or thriller style movies, that's always one thing that can keep people from loving it or not is, is like the pacing. And I think with this one, it's such a natural progression that happens to where I don't feel like that's really a complaint you could have with it, which I think helps make it such a great thriller. I think this was the second Fincher movie I ever saw, if I remember correctly. Um, the first one being Fight Club. And I, clearly it started my obsession with Brad Pitt. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. And nice. he's just, he's killer here. I mean, he, he's just so naturally good at playing this type of role.
1: Yeah. He's awesome. Oh, like, no one's talking about um, the relationship with Fincher and Brad Pitt because they've done a bunch together now. They've done, what, three? They did They did Benjamin Button Fight Club 7. That's right, right? Yeah. That's pretty good. They, they love each yeah. other. They understand each other. I, I agree. I think uh, Brad Pitt's a severely underrated actor. Uh, he's entertaining as all hell. like, But yeah, this, this era of Brad Pitt is probably my, my favourite era of Brad Pitt yeah. next to no, this new modern fun era that he's just like, He's got his money. He's got his legacy. He's just having fun now. Um, but yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Maybe so good. The yeah. Ending... I've
0: seen... The ending. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen people complain that like, you know, on rewatches, this doesn't hold up as well because you know the ending. But I I disagree. I, I think that, like you said, the more you've seen it, the more you can kind of piece together little hints and clues along the way that kind of make it clear where the ending's going to go. But that doesn't necessarily take away from it uh, of course it's the most shocking the first time you you see it but i don't think that that necessarily makes rewatches like less effective in my opinion i think the performances are so good that i'm very like captivated by the whole movie even on multiple rewatches i think i've seen it like four times now and i still love it every single time
1: yeah it's so good what's in the box what a line what's, oh, in, the what's
0: in the box what the box
1: her pretty little head great fucking. oh
0: actor. god he, yeah kevin spacey please just yeah he's we don't want to talk anymore more about him but that role i think definitely he uh he killed what they were trying to accomplish there yeah. let's just say that this
1: is definitely an area where we've got to separate the art from the artist and really yeah. just be like that was fucking well done go away like
0: yeah. Yeah, if people want to get into that argument, then let's uh you have to take away what all of Polanski, all of Kubrick's filmography. There's a lot of shitty people out there that have yeah. made a lot of great art. Usually the worst kind of people make some of the best art, unfortunately. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage, um yeah. 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 So yes, Seven is definitely up there for me. Um as far as you know, one of the first ones I saw from Fincher and definitely helped kind of get me into his films, I feel like. Um so yeah. I, I'm definitely a big fan of that gritty style and i think that really showcased what he was going to be able to do like yeah if you really think about like the rest of his films like that one really set the tone i feel like
1: oh for sure but it'll it it had a moment for him to be kind of typecast as a director to do these like always these gritty dirty gross films that like are Mm -hmm. like like, super close to reality um which we'll go through other ones that he completely doesn't do that which is awesome like he could have very yeah. much kept doing movies like seven like fight club like gone girl like um zodiac whatever but and, and he would have still been known as one of the greatest to ever do it but the mm-hmm. fact that he still has these other films that will go through social network curious case of benjamin button um others like it goes to show how good he is but he could have very much mm-hmm. typecast himself because as you said like this was the first film that he did that you could tell he had creative control and um yeah he could have taken that and run but he didn't
0: yeah no definitely um yeah so i and i think probably most people listening have seen this film but um if not we won't actually spoil the ending for sure but um you know it's definitely definitely a movie that everyone should see um and i i definitely can't speak highly enough about it so any other last minute thoughts on seven seven's good it's good bro check it out it's definitely a essential film bro movie
1: it is yeah fincher knows how to make a film bro movie he definitely oh, yeah. does
0: definitely all right um well after seven he went on to do the game two years later this is a michael douglas film um also has sean penn i had never seen this until last night harry you had never seen this until within the last day i think as well yeah so, what are your initial thoughts on this one uh
1: compared to seven um i liked the game i think it's good i think it's really good i think it overstays its welcome but i think it's really good i think michael douglas is great at being a piece of shit, um but he's like that in a lot of his fucking roles but he's great he he loves that role he loves it um it's a step down in terms of uh, quality for me from seven but that's hard that's that's a tough fast to um to kind of meet that standard um i like the idea the idea of the game is awesome uh, of uh i don't really want to spoil it in case someone else hasn't seen it but um the idea of the games i feel like we ha- we have to spoil these sort of things right
0: We just spoil it a little bit so i guess if you have not seen the game and you want to maybe go ahead and skip the next
1: yeah there's time codes five
0: to ten minutes <laughs> yeah
1: there's time codes down below go go to the next one but um the the, the idea of the game being uh, like an opportunity to like comp- truly appreciate your life for if you've kind of lost that grasp i love that idea i think it's great mm-hmm. i think it just it did too many twists and turns for me to just keep caring of like it's just like oh no this person's actually doing this oh, no, but this person's actually doing this yeah like, okay i get and then every time you meet someone you're like i guess this person's in on it as well it's like oh it is oh. yeah like, my review
0: was literally how many plateaus can you fit into one film david fincher yes <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's true. just like It was just endless. Like, I was getting a little bit exhausted watching the movie, and I don't like movies that make me feel exhausted, but I did love the premise, and I liked the performances, and I did think that, like, a lot of the idea of it was really cool. So I did give it, like, a low four. But I do agree with you that it's, like, gets really repetitive, and, like, it's kind of like, okay, when are we finally going to, like, get to the final resolution here, not just keep twisting things around every 20 minutes? So. It gets a little bit repetitive at, at that point.
1: Yeah, my, my review was this is the story of a man desperately trying to avoid therapy, um, which is yeah. wholeheartedly true. Just go to a fucking therapist. Who's paying which, for the damages? I have, That's. I have, I... A
0: qu- I have a point on that, go that on. therapy note. This is definitely a 90s movie because yep. the brother, like one of the first things he says, and they sit down to have that, the whenever they meet at the restaurant the first time, he says something like, Oh, don't worry. I'm not seeing the shrink anymore. Like it's some like like you're crazy if you see a shrink. But that's so typical of that time period, especially for men. I feel like you, if you told someone you were seeing a shrink in the 90s, it's like you're a crazy person. You're nuts. But I was kind of like, this is a nice like whole circle moment. Like we live in a time now where it's okay to be medicated if you need to. It's okay to have therapy. It's um, encouraged. so i did find that interesting yeah to like kind of realize how far removed we are from something that came out what 26 years ago yeah. um yeah just the, the result of this movie is just please go to therapy that's
1: yeah it, the, better just, solution
0: than uh this crazy game
1: <laughs> just fucking do it you coward that's all it is but yeah
0: no, i i definitely enjoyed michael douglas's performance here i don't think that it's his best for me like of all time but i think it was good um I liked the actress that played um, Christine. I think was her like first name. She gave the waitress that ended yeah. up
1: Deborah. Being Deborah Kara Unger.
0: Yeah, I'm not familiar with her, um, but I, I did like her in this. I thought she was she was good for for what her role was supposed to be. Um, she was. In yeah, the I don't know. Silent I feel like
1: Hill movie.
0: Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, I totally remember her now that you're saying that.
1: Yeah. I actually enough. really like that movie. Which was 13? Um, Remember the movie 13, 2003?
0: I don't think I've seen that one. I do okay. know what you're talking about, but I've never seen it. Okay. Sorry. But yeah. On. So, no, it's okay. I I just yeah, I like the acting performances. Um but yeah, just a little too many twists and turns for me. Um but I still think it was a solid story. It did all come together, you know, it was cohesive in that sense, but could have been maybe a little shorter, maybe a little bit less plot twists and it would have been maybe a bit, a bit better.
1: It's the worst birthday ever.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure that I want anyone in my family to um, give this game to me as a birthday present.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a massive insult, right? Like, if you're given this as a birthday present and the birthday present is your piece of shit, stop being that. Basically, if we read between the lines, like if my brother did that to me, I'd be asking some questions rather than being like, hey, I'll go halves it with you. It's like, what? Who pays the damages, Ash? There is so much shit that gets destroyed. They're like, oh, we were, oh, shooting-, yeah, like- we were shooting blanks? Okay. Why are there bullet holes in my fucking car now?
0: No one... Well, and, like, how does he know all these people to get them all involved? And, like, when he falls through the fucking building and, like, all the glass... It's, like, that was all so expensive. Oh, like, I don't understand where all this money is coming from.
1: Breakaway gla- Yeah, there was also breakaway poles and beams that he fell through as well. Is that, like, oh... That, that, what did
0: the t-shirt say? I, I, I got drugged and, and woke, woke up, up in, Mexico. in Mexico. And all I've got is this is this t-shirt that was the like, that was a part that i actually like laughed out loud good. that was that was a good a good little moment so yeah the game is definitely interesting definitely you know a little bit unique and i guess in fin- fincher's filmography it definitely has its own style there but um not not my favorite
1: no no i i think i liked it a little bit less that uh i think it's good i think it's really good i think you need to watch it if you want to like if you like fincher films just to get like like a grasp of his mm-hmm. evolution Um, But yeah, I I do believe it overstays its welcome.
0: Yeah, well, that's a great uh, segue into a movie that definitely has a strong plot twist the first time you watch it, and that is Fight Club from 1999. So I have seen Fight Club definitely at least eight to 10 times. It was the first Fincher movie I ever watched. um, And I have loved it since I saw it. Uh, I know people tend to hate on this movie. It has unfortunately become the face for certain types of men that are not a healthy thing to uh, to want to try to be like. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Tyler Durden has had that effect on lots of young men. But this movie had the right idea as far as what it was trying to message. But unfortunately, I think it's just been taken wrong by the wrong audience, maybe. I don't know how you would describe what I'm trying to say, but... Um, what are your thoughts on Fight Club, Harry? I don't know that we've talked about this movie yet.
1: I like Fight Club. I, I want to be careful here because this might receive hate. Fight Club's overrated, putting it out there. I, like it's, the, it's it's a four out of five for me. It's a low four out of five. It's really, it's great. Sorry, there's neighbors outside arguing, if you can hear that on the mic, my bad. Uh, <laughs> they, they just watch Fight Club and they're arguing. Um, the, <laughs> they're having their own Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, they're having their own Fight Club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, it's great, don't get me wrong, but this idea that it's a fucking masterpiece is, for me, incorrect. Uh, it's really good. I think the twist is brilliant. Uh, it's one of those movies that, um, again, like Seven, that you rewatch, it has rewatchability, which is, for a movie to have a twist, that's kind of rare, um, but like this has a lot of rewatchability. The idea that you want to be like this person is nuts. He lives in a fucking run-down house. Go have some self-respect um yeah the the the, I, the whole metaphor of basically like it's all about masculinity of course whatever but the are like for having all about self-confidence and stuff like that i fuck with that so fair enough uh, i'm all i'm all for that i think edward norton's amazing in this film i uh, like everyone talks about brad pitt brad pitt's just fucking ripped all right that's why people want to be him because he's ripped as all hell i get it man we're all being there you know whatever but,
0: we've uh, all been
1: yeah, there yeah you've all been in those fight clubs you know um but yeah i think edmund norton's brilliant in this uh it's it's an awesome fucking script it's a great mm-hmm. great it's a tight script um the pacing's brilliant um it's just one of those other movies that he he makes that kind of i, I put them in its own sort of sub genre of fincher films where they're like as i said like the they're claustrophobic they're dirty and they're gross films mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. like seven like fight club yeah um like zodiac that this is just in that type of type of echelon that um i i do think that it's like a high mid-tier film of his we'll go through the rankings later uh spoilers um but i, I do like how everything in this movie has a fucking purpose which is kind of what elevated this from the game for me. that This is much better than the game to me. Much, much better. But um the the game there was a lot of stuff where it was kind of just the same clue, the same purpose, whilst everything in here has a different purpose, even down to the fucking soap. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. So like you this the amount of rewatchability of this film is insurmountable. Um it, it very much has a place in modern pop culture, which it deservedly so. Like the idea of it is kind of like being Done again and again and again now, which um I guess, uh, like what's the form of flattery? What's it called when you copy someone? Um, the, uh, um you know what I mean. Some
0: it's a, uh, yeah, it's be- is the best form of flattery. I'm yeah, like blanking on the uh, word. I know what you're. Whatever that say. is, is
1: best. From, it's gonna come to. I'm gonna yell it out while you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um. um <laughs> But yeah, so very rightfully so. This this movie is great. I just think that it's incredibly overhyped now. So if anyone's not hasn't seen Fight Club yet, don't go in expecting a masterpiece. You might think yeah. it's a masterpiece. Well done. I hope it is for you. Uh, but for me, it is. Ju- it's just overhyped. Um, it's yeah. like, It's just it's really fucking good. It's a four out of five. But it's not even in, for me. It's not even in his top three films.
0: Um, Yeah, I think I'm not going to say where I have it ranked yet, but I I love this movie. I do rate it much higher than you. Um, But I also was my first film of his that I saw. And I will say when I was like a young teenager, when I watched this, I was probably like 18, 19. And it was one of the first like films that I saw. Like when I say that, I mean like, like not just like some movie I grew up with or some like younger, you know, teenager movie. Like this was one of the first like movie movies that I saw it was like this one in pulp fiction were one of the first two movies i really like fell in love with film and so i think for me i have a little bit of an attachment to it but on rewatch you know
1: what is it plagiarism plagiarism
0: plagiarism Plagiarism is the best form of flattery
1: yeah sorry continue yeah
0: okay um so yeah i definitely think i like it more than you but i understand all the points you're making i think this is kind of one of those ones like american psycho unfortunately it's been picked up by i would call it the wrong audience and i might get hate for saying all of this i i don't honestly really mind too much because it's just my opinion but i do think they've been received poorly by the wrong type of person and that has kind of made both those movies kind of like misunderstood like this one is speaking so much to toxic masculinity and it does it in in a good way. in a lot of, of the part of the movie, but I think people have kind of taken it and have the wrong impression of what this character is supposed to represent. Um, And unfortunately it's made it to where the fans of this movie, I feel like have made it become very overrated because of the way people speak about it and um, overhype it so much and make it seem like Tyler Durden is like a God character. Um, when that's really not what you're supposed to leave the movie feeling like. Yeah. So in that sense, I am a little bit bummed that as a society, we can't like take it the way that it was meant to be. But um, I enjoy it for what it is. I really love all the performances, especially Edward Norton is obviously fantastic. Helena Bowman Carter is is amazing she as always. This
1: movie. She dominates. Yeah. Uh, I-, I adore her. Her
0: whole aesthetic and look just fits this gritty movie so much. And I love a movie where you have to ask yourself so many times, like what's, what's real, what's not real. Like I love anything that kind of makes me question like what's reality, what's actually happening, what's the character's perception, what's my perception. I love, I love that kind of thing in in a film. So for me, this is definitely up there. Um, but that's not saying much because I love a lot of his films, obviously. But this one, I, I think I like more than most people. Um, I'd probably be one of those people who would say that it's not overrated, technically, like cool. based on the rating of it. But I understand why you feel that way.
1: Yeah, so. I still like, I feel like I'm shitting on the film. I gave it four out of five. I think it's
0: great. No, you're not. Me. You're really not.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah but um, I, I think it's great. I, yeah, my, my main problem with it is that people describe it as a modern masterpiece. And, like, if you think that. I, I get fuck, it. Fuck yeah. I, I'm so glad you do but um yeah just just for me it's not i i to touch on a point that you brought up the the idea of paranoia in this film is awesome Ever like when you find out that he's not real and he's like a figment of his subconscious mm-hmm. um then you go back and you're like it, you're being more paranoid of like what the fuck has he been doing then like like everything is just yeah. been like accumulating which is awesome but, yeah um yeah yeah
0: definitely yeah no it's, i i definitely hear what you're saying and i i can um, i can understand all the points you're making and i don't think that this is going to be a masterpiece for everyone i think like i said i just have a specific connection to it especially because it was one of the earlier like really just like real movie like i'm saying like a real movie like i'd never seen real movies before i i, I know had you mean, before though. i was like, i know
1: i know exactly but, what you
0: mean, yeah yeah so I have that attachment to it. Um, and obviously a big fan of Brad Pitt. So that, that helps as well. Oh, yeah. And of course, the abs help, of course. Yeah, um, all eight of them. <laughs> all okay, eight I mean. of them.
1: i got them up on my screen right now. Um,
0: Lucky you. <laughs> um, so that is, that is our thoughts on Fight Club. And now we're moving out of the 90s and we're moving into the 2000s. So uh, moving into 2002 and Panic Room starring Jodie Foster and Kristen Stewart and um jared leto and forrest whitaker and we just both watched this i think maybe you had seen it but i have just watched it for the first time this week yeah. um and i i thought it was really good i think it's a little bit of an under the radar one for him um doesn't have a lot of logs on letterboxd in comparison to other films it definitely doesn't seem like as many people have seen this one yeah. so what are your general thoughts on it
1: I, I really like Panic Room. I, I grew up with this movie. My mom loves this fucking movie. Um, when it comes to my love for Jodie Foster, it was brought on by my mom. Like, my mom adores Jodie Foster. She just texted me before this, being like, just watch Naya. Jodie Foster's awesome in it. I'm like, she's awesome in everything, Barbara. Her name's Barbara. Um, so uh, I went into this rewatch knowing that I was going to enjoy it. It's a very simple film, which is good and kind of goes against it in terms of his filmography. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it just gives jody kind of rain to do whatever the fuck she wants and she's a badass in this um yeah i i really really love this film it's again it's it's a simple self-contained film it's a great well made thriller um where you just you're always on edge you you're always like praying that they the, the 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 everything just keeps going wrong for them is what i'm trying to say it's like where you, you start to be like, all right, they're safe, and there's like the phone lines are cut. You're like, fuck, and then they're like, all right, well, they got their, they can get another phone. And it's like, oh, well, they're about to gas the room. Like, fuck, or well, they blew that up. Oh, uh, well, they're gonna notify the the, the other people. It's just like, she...
0: when is it gonna stop being and just horrible got for them?
1: Diabetes, You're like. Fuck. <laughs> she's like, oh, it's just wrong. Yeah, I
0: take like back everything negative I ever said about Kristen Stewart. Now that I've seen her in a lot more, she's and great. especially like this movie when she's young, she she is a great actress. Um J- Jodie Foster carries for sure. Like she oh, yeah. she led this movie. Um I'm not I don't have strong opinions about Jared Leto one way or the other, but his character in this was insufferable. Yeah, um so I was happy this. when he was gone. Yeah, and Forrest Whitaker, it was kinda weird to watch him in that kind of role at first. I didn't really it wasn't really believable at first, but as it built up more and more, it started to become a little bit more believable for me. And he started to get a little bit better.
1: It's like, you don't really see him as the bad guy, but then when you, when you realize that like, he's just in there just for the cash and he's actually just a, like a, yeah. a tech guy. I'm like, okay, I get that now. He totally fits that, role. that. Yeah. It's
0: more believable. I mean, the whole concept of just, they weren't supposed to be there. I mean, you know, that's always for, it makes for an interesting thriller, you know, suspenseful story when it's like, okay,
1: yeah, they didn't we got to like put yeah.
0: gears. Cause they weren't supposed to be here. Then it's like the mom and daughter have to switch gears. Cause this is not obviously what they were expecting for their evening. Um, and it all just kind of is like just so chaotic but engaging at the same time. There was a couple parts where it started to, you know, kind of slow down for me and I, I was like, okay, is this almost over? Like just a couple times. So no, for that reason, I, I did lower my score a little bit. But overall, I thought it was really fantastic and I, I would watch it again.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's a it's a great movie. The the opening um, shot, I think, is one of the best shots in um Finch's filmography where it's just one panning shot, of tracing Forrest Whitaker outside the house as he keeps trying to get in. He goes to the door and it's locked, he goes to the window, it's locked, mm-hmm. goes around the side and everything's locked. He walk- goes up onto the roof and you're like, this is great. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's opened brilliantly. But uh, just that 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 t- moment where Forrest comes back and shoots the guy in the head, Spotless. um, shoots the guy in the head is... Oh, it's so liberating. I love that movie. Uh, Jodie Foster's, yeah. Foster's a bad bitch. I fucking love her. I love. I know. I, I miss it, her J.D. and more stuff. Well, come, yeah. come yeah. January. Come January. She's in True Detective.
0: Oh, yeah. I've never seen that show. I definitely mm. might have to start picking it up because it's coming back. Okay. But, yeah. We're going to do... Definitely fantastic.
1: We're doing an episode on True Detective. I'm just putting it out there. At least season one. Like, we should right. definitely... Season one of True Detective. I will have to get on that. It's so good. It's like one of the best seasons of television. I've heard that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I always see it on those lists of like one of the best first seasons, um, you know, to ever exist. I'll definitely have to check it out because I, I do think that she is pretty underrated. So anything that she's in, I will I will always watch. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, yeah, Panic Room is great. So definitely check it out if you have not already. Um, Moving into one that's a bit more popular, there was a five-year gap here. In um, his movies, and that is Zodiac from 2007. This has been one of my favorite movies of all time for a long time. Um, I think it's like the third, third of his movies that I remember watching. I did not see it when it came out. Um, a little too young, but I did watch it when I was in high school, and then I've seen it a couple times since then. I think all the performances are good. If I had to pick a favorite, I might have to go with Robert Downey Jr. here. Um, but him... And Jake Gyllenhaal and Mark Ruffalo are all fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think Zodiac's spectacular. Um, it's 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 up. I won't say where it ranks yet. Oh ha ha! But it's up there. It's fucking up there. I think I agree with you. I think everyone dominates in in this in this role. Um, the I saw Tyler give it a review, um, saying that the um, the scenes with the actual killer were overacted and cringy. I didn't think that at all. I thought they were creepy as well. Yeah. I think that they were like done a bit differently, but that like it kind of makes you cringe on purpose because you're you're doing it from yeah. the memory of these people, and it kind of seems a bit odd. Is kind of what I'm trying to say. It's kind of and that's kind of the point because the people are just going off their memory when they're guns to their head. Yeah, like so. Yeah, and
0: yeah, I, I definitely have never had that thought. I mean, I don't think I saw that review, but um, that's an interesting take. I, I definitely don't feel like I've ever thought anything in that movie was overacted um i actually think a lot of the performances were fairly subtle
1: yeah
0: um and like mostly very authentic they didn't really feel like they were overdone at all but i I guess i kind of grew up with this movie because i saw it when i was so young and i will say being someone that's from california i was very familiar with this story and this you know serial killer that it's based on and so i feel like when you're when you're near a place there's a movie about a place that's not too like far from where you are Yeah, you're just naturally going to be more invested i don't know if other people feel that way but i just feel like for me like knowing that it was happening in the state that i'm living in like it's intriguing to me i want to know about this story what happened how did it unfold and so um, i found it really intriguing
1: yeah i think yeah oh i wholeheartedly like i I knew next to nothing about the Zodiac killer when I watched this. I watched it for the first time a few weeks ago. Like this is one of the ones that was like, Oh a, really? This is like a gaping hole in my watch list was Zodiac. Um, wow. I did yeah. not realize. Yeah. So I, I loved this film. I think it has one of the best openings in Finch's filmography as well. Um,
0: yeah. The, the color palette in this one is really good. It's one of my favorites of his, like the cinematography, smoky. obviously but just yes. The smoky kind of hazy um, environment really sets the tone. And as, it being that it's a bay area like Francisco, i'm not sure how familiar you are with like san francisco bay area but it's very foggy and yeah. cloudy and colder than like the rest of california and so it really sets the tone well for that location so i think that was done perfectly
1: yeah it's um it's a lot scarier than i um kind of envisioned it like in terms of just like the yeah. The kind of the tone and everything around it even just like, like the the murder scenes of course are going to be creepy as all hell the worst one for me the one that like made me actually like cringe like with kind of a bit of oh, am i on mute i'm not on mute cool i, th- I think it's accidentally <laughs> tapped the mute button. I don't know um the one that made me cringe a little bit with like a little bit of terror was uh where he picked up the the single mother on the side of the road and he's in the car and he's and he says like the line of like i'll throw the baby out the window before i kill you and it's like that in itself is one of the most terrifying lines I've mm-hmm. ever heard. It's horrifying, um, but the Jake Gyllenhaal um, scene towards the end in the basement is yeah. so tense, so terrifying. And it's like every a wrong move could get him killed here. You don't know who to trust. You don't know what's happening. Um, and I think he's that, so good at this. He's so good in this. He's so good. In he's this. good in everything.
0: I mean, let's be honest, but yeah. he's he's really good in this. I, Robert Downey Jr. I definitely think is like my standout but Jake Gyllenhaal is obviously amazing he's amazing in everything like I just said and, and I even think like some of the supporting actors like Brian Cox and some of the other people are also like they just all are very committed to to what they're playing um and it's hard to do when you have these kind of stories that are based on real life serial killers because it, it's a dark theme and it's obviously like affects real people um in a real way so you have to be very delicate in the way that you approach it and I think it was it was done really well
1: yeah wholeheartedly agree
0: yeah. Yeah. Great, great movie. I, I don't want to keep going on because I could, I could talk about this one for a while, but we will move on to the next one, um, which is one that unfortunately I have not rewatched since it came out. Um, and that is The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Um, I remember liking this when it came out. I was a teenager when it came out. I thought it was very sweet, um, very wholesome story. Obviously loved the main two actors, but it wasn't one that like I was super attached to or that like to me, Will ever be a favorite, um, but I do think it is a it's a it's a decent story, and it definitely all comes together. It is a bit long, in my opinion, but um, I still think it's it's very good. Yep. That's kind of the best way I would describe it.
1: I love *Curious Case of Benjamin Button*. I was kind of the same with you when I because I originally watched it when it first came out. And I haven't rewatched it since until this rewatch, and I liked mm-hmm. it when it came out. But I like my my one critique still remains the same: it's too long um it yeah. does drag so that does discredit it uh it's not as good as Fight Club all right all right it's not as good as Fight Club don't get, don't worry uh but I tr- I really really liked this rewatch I, I had a lot of fun with it it's such a sweet story my um my review is let me just get it up my review is very apt this is two and a half hours of Brad Pitt just getting hotter um and <laughs> holy smokes Actual. this guy can age like fine wine um i i really really like this movie it's it's kind of like a it reminds me a lot of forrest gump in a way where Forrest comes more of an epic i do put this on on like that epic sort of storytelling of just like this one person's life um throughout and i normally love those films which is kind of why i think i really like this um i love those like long films that are all about a person's life from start to finish um like goodfellas um so that, that's kind of like why I really like this film for sure. I think Cate Blanchett is one of the greatest actresses to ever live. Um, and yes, she's. I think she's my second favorite actress of all time, just behind Tony Collette. Um, Australia that's represent. That's valid. Australia represent. It happens. Um, but yeah, uh, it is. It, it's a bit too long of the two, for sure. But yeah, following this man throughout his whole life of. A, everything that he's gone through and even just down to the reconciliation he has with his father is so well done. And like these issues that he has to deal with um, that are like completely flipped to of like what we would have to deal with, like going into old age of like he's going into young age and um, Mm -hmm. like the minor spoiler for curious case of Benjamin Button that like he chooses to leave his family because he doesn't want his wife, I'm not sure if his wife. I'm not sure if they got married. Well, let's say they did. His wife and um, to raise two kids because he would be going towards um adolescence. Um, yeah. So I love that idea. That idea is like kind of just it's, it's kind of like the reason why you look at dementia and see it as the most terrifying disease of all time.
0: Yeah. That's kind of what I was, while you were talking, I was thinking to myself, like, I really should rewatch this. And I apologize to the listeners. I should have done it before this, but it's just too damn long. I didn't have enough time. Um, But I've heard from other people who have rewatched it as they've gotten a little bit older, like in their late twenties, thirties, and say that they do enjoy it more on rewatch. I just, I do wonder now that I'm a little bit older and I've aged a little bit myself, I feel like my perspective of some of those themes would be different watching it now and so i do want to give it another go just because now that you're talking about that especially like the idea of like dementia i think it will hit a little bit differently yeah. i still always remember that scene though of them walking on the sidewalk when he's just a little a little wee lad Ooh, um lad. yeah it, 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 it got me it made me cry definitely the the first time i saw it but it definitely comes full circle in the whole movie and it, it is a really sweet story
1: yeah and to shout out to tilda swinton she plays this side character that just appears for maybe 20 minutes of the film she's awesome and her character is amazing
0: everything i was just talking about that earlier today
1: her character is like she um wanted to um swim between the coasts of england um and like do that one swim and she tried it and she got like a mile off the the finish line and stopped and got too tired and she'd always told herself this was like 20 years before she has i'd always told myself that i'd go and redo it but i just never did and then like Benjamin's just like, you should. Like, like basically just talks up It's just like mm-hmm. her, the whole messaging is just to always believe in yourself sort of thing. Um and like yeah. um to and even he's like and he even mentions that failure is sometimes the best success. Um and then towards the end of the film he like looks in the at the screen and she's done it in her old age. And he's just like, Yeah. And he like walks away. And it's like this idea that this man has just left so many impressions on people throughout his whole life is so beautifully done. I love this film. This movie's great. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you're kind of making me really want to rewatch it, so I feel like I'm definitely going to do that because I do think it's going to hit a bit differently Um, now that I'm actually an adult, you know, not not a 15-year-old who doesn't really give a heck about anything. Um, So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to rewatching it. But this was definitely a tone shift for Fincher, um, and as we talk about the next one as well, this was definitely where I feel like he started to kind of I guess spread his uh, wings into other types of of films that were kind of not his standard formula so yeah um I'm after at, that
1: I'm looking at Letterboxd at the moment the the top review is kind of similar to mine but like uh the two hour wait before brad pitt gets hot is more suspenseful than hitchcock holy smokes when he when that that time change happens he like oh he's hot as fuck (laughs) like it's very amped so definitely just deserves a rewatch just because of that
0: there's one that says dermatologists hate him (laughs) people are so funny with their reviews i wish i could be this funny um That's that's making me laugh but yeah Definitely a movie that deserves a rewatch. Um, but yeah, definitely an interesting shift for him. And I, I'm glad that he did, because I think you're right. He would have done well to stay in his kind of normal formula. But I think it's good to branch out as a director and try and try other things. Um, and this one's actually, I think, mostly loved. So I think it was a good thing that he branched out.
1: It's nuts to think that this is made by the same person that did seven. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah. And then let's move into one that I know we both could talk about forever, but we won't because we have to keep this uh, decent time here in this podcast. But The Social Network from 2010. That was his um, Wow. Yeah, that came after two years later after Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Nice. So um, I don't think that it's a hot take to say this is one of the best and a perfect screenplay if I've ever seen one. Um, I think that is a pretty common opinion about this movie. But it is interesting to me that it is kind of one that tends to be lower rated overall. I'm like, i like, when mean, you're not just talking about Letterboxd, but IMDB and things like that, it's definitely a lower rated one. It's like seven and a half out of 10. Um, and it's it's barely a 4.0 on Letterboxd. It was spent a lot of time at a 3.9. Um, it only recently went up to a four. So I thought that was interesting, but um love to hear your initial thoughts. I know you just rewatched it. I rewatched it this week as well, and I still read it. Very highly.
1: Yeah, Social Network's one of my favourite films of all time. Um, it's weird that this is a comfort film for me. Like, I watch this so often mm-hmm. that it's like... it's. I just get comforted by the story. Uh, what modern biopics... Well, not even biopics. What some biopics do incorrectly is they sugarcoat shit. They don't show the nitty-gritty, yep. the bad stuff to make you kind of dislike the person that it's about. Um, that was, like, kind of the main um, criticism of Bohemian Rhapsody. Of, like, they basically made this guy yeah. look like a god and didn't... Um, include any of the stuff that made him look like a piece of shit uh social network throws that out of the window um they very much make yeah mark i hate, I really hate
0: mark zuckerberg yeah. when i leave this movie he's a in his fucking flops.
1: yeah he's a, he's a piece of shit um in this film at least who, who knows how he is nowadays uh he should fight elon musk and get that settled um yeah but yeah i adore this film. i think this is one of the best scripts ever made top five easily yeah aaron yeah. sorkin he deserved that cameo did you see the cameo that aaron sorkin did i was in um yes where he's like they're going through the investors and they found they met with aaron sorkin and i was like oh it's aaron oh, that was cool yeah
0: um, i i knew that he had done i had read that he had done a cameo and then when i rewatched it i think it must have been a couple years ago i i remember noticing that for the first time
1: yeah so yeah the the, the script's incredible um sorry there's people outside my apartment just yelling at each other um the script's incredible, but one thing that isn't touched on enough is the soundtrack. The score is oh, it's so good, remarkable. The doom, boo boo, is so good. it's, it's like one yeah, of it sets it,
0: the tone so well throughout the entire movie. You talked about a couple movies being like some of his best openings. This one, yeah. for me, is my favorite opening, maybe of any movie ever. Maybe Shout not, out ever, but Mara. it's it's up there. Hey, did you know that this took ninety nine takes? Ninety. Nine takes and it's all dialogue. Boom, boom, back and forth. They're just both like quip after quip. I mean, ninety-nine takes. Like that's so God bless tiring. them. Oh. Yeah, and it's a tiring. It's a tiring conversation to watch as an audience member, but in the best way possible. Yeah, um, it sets you up to really see who this guy is, and then you come full circle in the movie. And spoilers, I'm sorry if you haven't seen this. Please stop listening, but him sitting there refreshing over and over and over and over and waiting for her friend request. Like the movie is just so full circle from start to finish. And I just love it so much. I could go on forever.
1: What do you think about Sean Parker?
0: Like as far as Justin Timberlake playing him?
1: I think, I think it's first off, I think it's hilarious that they got Justin Timberlake to play the guy that invented Napster. I think that's adorably, adorably ironic. (laughs) But um, as a person in this film, how he's depicted, you on Eduardo's side? I mean,
0: I, what is it?
1: Are you on Eduardo's side? What'd you
0: say? Oh, I mean, I'm, yeah, I definitely don't like the way that he went about everything. Um, I don't necessarily agree with like the the greediness and kind of the the way he wanted to take things, but it's kind of to be expected when someone's trying to build themselves up to be, you know, a billion dollar company in Silicon Valley um but yeah no i mean he's i think he's a piece of shit i mean obviously that that last scene there where he's he he's wired in you know and he's just being oh, a total so dick good. to um eduardo and obviously him ending up with seven percent and eduardo ending up with basically nothing is is total shit i mean it's it's just a shitty thing to do doesn't is that
1: one of the greatest like lines that like kind of just makes you your heart fall it's like point zero three percent you're like oh what like, yeah i know my, my
0: heart breaks every time i watch that that whole scene and then him chi- him storming out you just sent it to me earlier when you're watching it but him storming out of there and walking over there and best. throwing the lot i mean just one of my favorite scenes in, in movie history andrew garfield can do no wrong i i love that man so much um you that that scene is
1: I'm yeah my favorite 30, I'm Not coming back 30 i'm coming back for the whole thing. whole thing
0: yeah he he does fantastic that's actually my introduction to andrew garfield was this movie i saw it when it came out obviously um i was just a a young 17 year old um and i i loved i loved it and i love it every time i rewatch it so i really have nothing but good things to say about this movie i think it deserves all the credit it gets um i think it's crazy to think that like People would give this like less than a four out of five. Like, I understand if it's not your favorite movie of all time, but not liking it or respecting what it is, like, I just, my brain can't fathom it.
1: Yeah. I think this is one of the greatest biopics of all time by far. Yeah. I think the, the as yeah. I, just to touch on what I said before, is like it, cause it doesn't hold back. It shows each side. Mm-hmm. It shows like, uh, like, I'm very much on Eduardo's side. I get why they did, it pro- if they went all with Eduardo, they probably won't be anywhere near as big as what they are now um but to they showed eduardo's downfalls and they showed he's like what he was doing for the company like the whole they kept trying to gaslight him um or, or kind of tarnish his image being like oh eduardo's in new york he's at an internship yada yada, yada. and then eduardo mm-hmm. came back and visited he's just like i quit the internship on day one i've been working from india um, i york told to- you that he told like, him that too this. and he's yeah. like oh yeah that does ring a bell He like so like he very much is like to to and then to be diluted to point zero three percent, fucked. Oh, this movie is so yeah. good. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah,
0: we could go on forever. Um, but yeah, I I literally have nothing bad to say about it. I think it's actually Harry. This might be what was the beginning of our friendship on TikTok. I oh, think right. I made a video and you commented and you said I saw the social network, so I hit follow or something like
1: that. Yeah, probably that sounds. <laughs> it hard. was like oh, yeah, over sorry.
0: a year ago. So full circle moment for us as well <laughs> There <it is>. um <laughs> now we have a podcast so obviously we both love similar movies Amen. um but yeah that is our thoughts on the social network we next take, was the girl should
1: we take this moment to announce that we're diluting byron's share down to 0.03 <laughs> percent
0: you want to be as shitty as a mark zuckerberg <laughs> and <a> sean parker
1: <laughs> byron's like what does that mean <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know how we do that with a podcast, uh, considering we're not making any income from this. But, you know, Except we'll see. Billions, we'll see where we, where we pan out. and
1: billions and billions. Well, that's all
0: coming from your, your best friend, Tom Cruise, obviously.
1: Oh, right. I'll call him TC, but yeah, you can call him Tom Cruise, yeah.
0: TC? All right. Yeah, yeah, T-C. All right, well, I don't know what TC thinks of a uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, but I would be curious to know what you think about this movie. I have only seen it one time, and it has been a minute, and you just rewatched it, so I will let you... Lead this conversation.
1: I really like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, I this is the first time I've watched it fully, actually, because I, I used to not like the film because of there's a couple of scenes that are super graphic and gross, and I used to stop after that scene being like I, can't watch this. This is fucked. Um, so I watched it full circle. Um, it's great. I, I think. Daniel Craig's awesome in this, and it really shows why they picked him to be um, Knives Out, because it's very much like he's a great detective. He's he's, Mm -hmm. he's so believable as a great detective. Rooney Mara eats in this fucking movie. She's spectacular. Everything that she does in it, I saw that there was like a bunch of, she beat out uh, Anne Hathaway and Jennifer Lawrence for this role. I could not imagine Anne Hathaway in this role.
0: Um, um, I, I think she has the perfect look for that character, she, the way her, like, I don't know how to explain it, but the way that her face and like eyes and kind of like that sunken look that she kind of has in her eyes with this character, I feel like she just has the right look and the right aesthetic. And obviously her acting is fantastic. Um, But I I just can't, I can't picture anybody else having, I know it's easy to say once you've seen the movie, but I, I actually think you're right. Like, I just, I really think that she was the perfect person to play that part
1: yeah Rooney Mara is a completely underrated actress um we, we talked about this during the week um Ghost Story she's brilliant in Ghost Story um mm-hmm. but yeah the, the, the whole film I, I really wish that there was a, a franchise I know that they did uh Girl Stuck in the Spider's Web whatever with Claire Foy wasn't good I really wish they continued with Rooney Mara and I feel like they she wanted to but they I don't know it fell, fell apart um I love. Mm-hmm. I really like this movie. I think it's really well done. It's a it's a short contained um, mystery. It feels like three movies in one, and I mean that in the best way possible. That um
0: yeah, there's a lot um, of layers going on for
1: sure. You've got the whole Rooney Mara story of everything that's happening in her life. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got the whole everything that's happening in Daniel Craig's life, and then you have got this whole um, anti-Semitic sort of. Oh, sorry, yeah, I, I bumped my mic. Uh, like this whole like Nazi. Sort of situation mystery that's happening in this of this village in town, which is awesome. Um, the yeah, this this movie is so so tense, and you you kind of understand what direction it's going to about like halfway through, but um, you kind of just refuse to kind of see it until it till everything kind of eventuates. Um, the ending's so good of what what officially happens to the person that did it. I'm, I'm going to spoil it. Uh, you you've seen it, just not for a while, right?
0: I have, but I, I need to rewatch it, so okay, I'd prefer I'll, maybe. Yeah, no spoilers.
1: What, I won't say, what, won't say what Uh, it's really good. The there's a couple of camera angles that like I was just like that's fucking sick. Um, but yeah, I think the the, the dynamic between Rooney Mara and Daniel Craig is awesome, and it's really well done for a mystery like this because you can see that they both mm-hmm. have because she's an investigative journalist basically. Where she like she's a hacker, but, like, yeah. They call her an investigative journalist. Um, yeah. where and he's just much more of like an interviewer so the, the, those two different methods of investigating a mystery just combine so well i found
0: well they're both important for very different reasons and i think yeah together they can really piece together the right information i do remember this movie feeling a bit slow at, at points and it i think that was cool. part of why i didn't like love it So i didn't want to like immediately rewatch it and like you mentioned earlier there are some really difficult dark moments and i have mentioned this to you before but i, I really struggle in movies to watch stuff that's really uncomfy yeah. um especially the older i get so i have been a little bit nervous to re-watch this one because i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get through some of those moments and so that does take me out of it and so for movies like this it is hard for me to like really truly love them just for that reason and it's not even really a fair reason it's just it's just me yeah. um i think it's still good i think it's a solid movie but it's just not one that i felt like i could connect to, so I didn't really have that immediate, like, oh, I want to go revisit this, you know, soon, kind of feeling. Um, But I will, at some point, and I do think that I remember it having a really solid story. had good chemistry, the two of them.
1: Yeah, it's really good, and this idea is like, if anyone hasn't seen it, this whole idea is about uh, this disgraced journalist, played by Daniel Craig, and he's basically hired by this person on this, like, remote island community to kind of solve this 40-year-old mystery. Um, And um i love I've, I've said this a couple of times in terms of thrillers i love a closed setting thriller and the idea that they basically just take a whole world issue and then just seclude it to this one little community i think is a great idea um i know this is based on yeah. a book series and everything like that so I'm, I'm not putting this a whole whole highly on david fincher but um i think he was the perfect person to kind of do this for sure
0: yeah no i definitely i'd agree with that 100 and this was kind of i think was the first like full-on book adaptation he did i know he did some graphic novel adaptations but then moving into the next movie gone girl was another book adaptation obviously um did you ever read gone girl harry
1: yeah loved the gone book girl. yeah loved it oh. I, yeah
0: i'm not much of a reader so i never actually read it but um i've I've obviously seen the movie
1: yeah i'm, I'm very much like this is a lame thing to say i think the book is much better than the movie uh
0: i've heard that from so many people i don't think that's a hot take
1: okay cool yeah, um, I'm assuming you're asking me what I think about the movie. Oh, the movies I love the movie, though. Like, not like... a
0: book podcast, so we will not talk about the book. Okay, but cool. I just was curious if you had read it, because I have yeah. not, but I've heard for years and years and years from friends to, to read it, so...
1: Yeah, it's... um, it's The book's unreal. Um, like, I read the book before I watched the movie, which was the perfect way to read that book, because mm-hmm. um, it does... Like, it's very there's a couple things that are different in the book it's nothing major but the, the the moment of when it's just like i am dead but i am alive you're like holy shit mm-hmm. it's Like one of the greatest twists i've ever read i um, can imagine
0: reading that for the first time it had to have been so unreal <laughs>
1: yeah it was so so good um but yeah so for, for the film i think it's brilliant uh, i like it a lot more than a lot of people think that this movie is very average a lot of people love it but a lot, a lot of people think this movie is really average. Um, I think it's better than five.
0: It's class. interesting. I feel like I haven't seen that. Um, really? I feel like I've seen the opposite. I feel like at least people I interact with on, like, Letterboxd and stuff, I feel like I see this as, like, people's number two or number three, okay, which great. surprises me a little bit. But I guess I just watched it so much later. Like, I just watched this for the first time this year, which oh, wow. I know is kind of rare. Most people have seen it. Obviously, it came out almost 10 years ago. I'm super late to the game, and I, I know that. So I don't know if I just lost too much time so i wasn't as connected to it but i i adore it i think it's fantastic um and i think that rose
1: rose oh my gosh i'm blanking on Rosamand her Pike.
0: yeah her sorry did hey. not I, I had it ready in my brain but i just the words couldn't come out nah, yeah, um she's fantastic here and i i personally think that she's the best performance but i think people would probably disagree with me and, and think that ben affleck is no way. amazing i just
1: she dominates. I've seen people the... say
0: that, like, he has an amazing performance here. And I don't know, I, I like Ben Affleck, but his performances all kind of blend together for me yeah, personally. I, I just don't.
1: I, I agree with you. I think Rosamund Pike dominates in this film. I, I love Ben Affleck as an actor. I think he's miscast in this. That's my personal opinion. Because reading the book, yeah. you're supposed to hate Nick from the get-go. You're f- like, for the first half of the movie, you're supposed to think that he fucking did it. um, And you don't because you're like, oh, wait, it's Ben Affleck. Yeah, I like Ben Affleck.
0: He's too likable. I just feel like he doesn't have that like yeah, he just I think he was miscast. Um I, I I do like him as an actor, but I think it has to be very specific roles for me personally. So that did take me out of it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I still think it's an amazing thriller. And I obviously didn't read the book, so I didn't know what the big aha moment was. And magically I haven't had it spoiled for me over the last ten years, somehow, oh, that's some nuts. way. Um, so I was actually able to enjoy it, which I'm really, really happy about. And uh, yeah, I, I really didn't like the, the college student story, like s- side story. Yeah. That really, I, I just think that was really tacky and really overdone, like sleeping with a student. I don't know. I just thought that was really lame. Yeah. Um, other than that, I thought everything else were- yeah, like, come on. Yeah. But yeah, and of course they get like, you know, this, this hot chick and it's like, you can't resist this college. T- I don't know. It just feels a little overdone. Um, to his in my offense, opinion, but was I, Emily
1: yeah, she was right? Emily
0: I, I I understand, Harry. I understand. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> right. But yeah, I thought that was a little bit like, eh. yeah. But I still, very... I thought was, she was a badass character. Uh, Rose, God, why am I blanking on her name? What, what was it one Rosa more time? Man,
1: Rosa Man Pike.
0: Rosamund Pike. Okay, that's a tough one. That's a mouthful. Um, but yeah, or she played good Amy oh, oh. Good old Pike.
1: I'm gonna just call and... her
0: Rosa. Rosa Pike.
1: All right. All right, fine. But But yeah, she was
0: fantastic. She she did or didn't?
1: She did, yeah. She got nominated. She did not win. No, no, no. She did not win.
0: Yeah, I think she definitely deserved that. I think that she had to play. I feel like so many different versions of Amy. That I I feel like that alone, like she was playing like seven different people all in one movie. Yeah, um, is kind of how it felt towards the end.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I love this movie. This movie's great. So fun, it's a great though. one, yeah. Than yeah, I, mean, I definitely
0: get it now. I'm glad I finally watched it. Um, but interestingly enough, you jump forward from this movie. Um, there's a pretty big gap in in films, but I w- I did want to shout out just really really briefly, Mindhunter. David yes. Fincher directed two seasons of this amazing show that I will never get over the fact that it's done it's and not familiar. coming back. Not over it, never will be. But I did just want to shout that out because that is one of my favorite series that netflix did i think it's so so well done it's
1: insane that you've watched Mine hunter but not true detective because it's like i love Mine hunter i do it's like a nine out of ten to true detectives ten out of ten like it's like if you like that movie you will love true detective yeah i
0: love detective or like cop or like you know different mysteries so i'm sure i'll love it um but i just wanted to give a little shout out to that because that happened between um gone girl and mink which was the next film from 2020. I know you don't want to spend too much time talking about this one. I just watched it for the first time, um, this week, definitely a bit slow and boring, um, throughout. I did enjoy Gary Oldman. His accent was a little bit off in this movie. I don't know if he was like trying to sound American or he was supposed to be British, but most of the time I didn't know what he was trying to sound like. So that threw me off a little bit. Um, just a really long, movie um in my opinion a little bit too long but i of course have not seen citizen kane so i don't know that that would change anything for me personally um i know you still don't love this movie and i think you've seen citizen kane right
1: yeah
0: yeah so i don't think it will change much for me um but i, I just wanted to preface that I, I have not seen that movie so a little bit less connected to this story i guess than some might be
1: yeah i think on a like a, a craftsman level of how this movie's made is spectacular the way this is done is really a testament yes. to david fincher i think that's awesome um the most popular review on Letterboxd is i got shot on my drive home from watching mank and mank was still the worst part of my night um so i don't think it's that bad but i do that's think- pretty bad yeah i think this drags on way too much um the amount of tangents that this goes on that just amount to nothing is just too much for me to ignore <clears throat> sorry um but this Yeah, I just I have nothing to pull from this film. It's like I I like Citizen Kane. I don't love it. Uh, I think it's like for its time. I think it's a it's a triumph Mm -hmm. for sure. Like I think that anyone that disagrees with that needs to reevaluate where it was when it was released. Um, I think it's for its time. It's a a written marvel for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But this film just felt so much style over substance. It felt super self indulgent. And it was, yeah I was gonna,
0: that's a great way to put it a self indulgence is definitely I was trying to figure out how I felt and that definitely yeah it describes it perfectly
1: it was it just felt too much it felt way too rich um and I love the art style for sure overseas is welcome mm-hmm. but I love the art style it made made sense for a film like this um but yeah it just the the whole time period jumps just kept getting a bit too much for me and just I don't it, it, so, it, I found it hard yeah. to care about this film.
0: Very hard. Yeah, I think the way that they did the order of all the jumps, to me personally, just didn't work. I like a movie that that sends you back in time and then forward and you know, but you have to do it in a very like effortless way sometimes, I feel like to make it work. And this just felt really convoluted. And I was having a hard time kind of keeping up. Um, and I think I'm a decently smart person, and I I just felt like I was having a, a difficult time keeping up with all the different shifts in time and you know, it was like we jumped here, then we jumped back. And they, I feel like there was just questions I left with at the end. Yeah. Um. And I wasn't sure if that was because I didn't know things about Citizen Kane or if that's just the way that you leave the movie feeling. I, I wasn't sure. So I didn't really critique it too hard there. But I did think it was a technical, like, masterpiece for sure. Yeah. Um. It was beautiful to look at. I always love a good black and white film. But yeah, it just definitely didn't really grip me. Didn't care, like you said, a lot about these characters, unfortunately. Um, I think this review is really funny. I wanted to read it to you because we were talking about the social network. This review says basically this movie is Orson Welles trying to get make it ownership share diluted down to 0.03%. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really
1: good. So
0: that, that, that pretty much, uh, sums it up right there.
1: That's so funny. That's very um
0: cool. So that brings us to the final movie, which is the killer, which I know you did like a little review on, um, was I it two it. episodes ago yeah but i just want i did watch it today so i just wanted to give my brief thoughts i thought it was really good um was not like my favorite fincher by any means i think it was a little bit playing it safe okay. for him yeah um but i think it was a really solid story obviously michael fassbender is fantastic i like the aesthetic i like the chapters yeah. they broke it up really well um into pieces and i think it all came together really well. I, I will say the ending though, for me,
1: I was a little bit a disappointing. Yeah. I see this a lot for sure. I get the, I get that. Um, should we go to spoilers for this? I'm not sure. Cause it's so new.
0: It just came out. So yeah, I hate yeah. to That's spoil right. it That's already.
1: Right. Uh, I, I, let's not spoil it. I think that the, the, the strongest point of this film is the beginning. I think it's one of the best yes. scenes I've seen in quite some time. Um, and the whole idea of focusing on perfection is so, it's so good for this director. It's
0: so Fincher. It's so <laughs>
1: Fincher, and I, th- I think that um, Fast kills in this. Like he very yeah. much reminds me of um, David uh, when in the in Prometheus. Was it David in Prometheus? It was wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's his name. in you know what I mean? Yeah, the android. Um, where he, he very yeah. is android-y in this. I agree. It is a very simple storyline. I was talking to this uh, talking about this with Epics um when he first saw it they're like i don't think that for me at least that's not a down point because of the way that it's made it's a simple storyline for sure where it's just going from point a to point b again and again and just crossing off the list um Mm -hmm. but because of how it was made it was kind of like it's more like the journey rather than the destination um and just the way that that's all told through the eyes of the eyes of this um the killer which is an unnamed character yet again with because he fucking loves doing these movies with unnamed characters mm-hmm. um i think uh, for me i i loved it i i thought it was great it's, yeah um,
0: yeah that's me no i think he the narration style i really loved like i love that we got more narration than we got of him actually like speaking to people in scenes um, I think that was, and I, I don't think that's a spoiler to say that, but I, I think that was a really cool aspect of it. Um, and I think stylistically it was, it was fantastic. I just, there was some things within the story that just felt a little bit flat for me. So I still really loved it. I'm not saying it's bad. I still gave it a four out of five. Um, but it just was not like quite as top tier, I guess, as I was expecting yeah. from what other people have been saying. So in that sense, I guess I was like mildly disappointed, but not really. It's still one of the best movies of the year for sure
1: yeah it very much um I, I i liken this on the podcast a couple weeks ago it's as if fincher directs a bourne movie um which i think is really mm-hmm. really similar because that that act there's an action scene a fight scene that happens like midway to mid end of the film i think it's one of the best action scenes of the se- of the year i think it's just so it's so heavy and so gritty and it's just like mm-hmm. you're feeling every punch and it's it's yeah, it's so good oh I, like you I could feel how
0: dense how dense that guy was when yeah. they were fighting like just from the the sounds and the the nature of the fight like choreography um it was really cool
1: yeah great yeah go watch the killer um, all right
0: yeah check it out so that that is his filmography um it's a lot to get through obviously 12 films so do we just want to briefly um each list off our ranking from 12 to one yeah. just all in a row we've already kind of talked about the films we don't need to harp on what we think of them maybe you want to give your score for them as well or do you want to just give your order
1: uh i can do score if you like
0: not that it always matters obviously we both just rate on a five scale so um we don't have like specific you know decimals or anything on our ratings but we can just briefly say what we give them um i'll let you go first
1: uh 12 to 1 sure uh at number 12 at one and a half stars is alien three and i think that is too high um, at number 11, uh, two and a half stars, is Mank. Um, from 10 to six, they're all on four stars. So the the, the the absolute jump in quality for me is huge here. So number 10 is The Game. Number nine is Panic Room. Number eight is The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Number seven is The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And the last one, four out of five, at number six is Fight Club. Sorry. um. So from five to two is all four and a half stars. So at number five is the killer number four is gone girl. Number three is Zodiac and number two, the last one four out of 4.5 out of five is seven. And number one, the only masterpiece in his filmography, in my opinion, my humble opinion is the social network.
0: Interesting. You only have one out of five. Yeah. Wow.
1: How about yourself? Give all right.
0: Um, So our bottom two are the same. I have Alien 3 last. I have it at two stars, but I'm sure on a rewatch, I'd probably give it like the same, if not less. Um, Mank, I have at the 11th spot. I gave it a three. I just don't know how comfortable I feel rating it right now, but I I think it probably stays around a three, maybe like a low three. Um, The next two for me are probably interchangeable, but I feel like until I rewatch them, I can't know for sure. But I, I next have... Uh, the case, Curious Case of Benjamin Button and The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, both at three and a half. Nice. Um, just because I you know, remember them being solid average films, but I don't feel comfortable rating them higher than that yeah. until I rewatch them. So those are both kind of interchangeable at um, nine and ten. And then at eight, I have The Game at four stars. At seven, I have Panic Room, also at four stars. And then The Killer um, at a high four star. And then at number five, I have Gone Girl at four and a half. Nice. And then believe it or not, Harry, my top four are all five stars from Love me. that. These are all actually, these are all in my top 50 favorite films of all time. So I have four Fincher films in my top 50. I respect the fuck out um, of that. I guess he just is one director that I think I just really like fell in love with film watching his movies. So I think I'm just like connected to it. But so at four, I have Fight Club, three, Zodiac, two, seven, and one, The Social Network.
1: So our top three is the same. Social networks seven yes. Zodiac. Yep.
0: Nice. Look at that. I mean, think it's a pretty common top three. Honestly, I think Byron also has that same top three. Um but yeah, those are by far his his best three movies, in my opinion. So um, but yeah, so that is our wraps up our discussion on David Fincher. Um, thank you for listening to us talk about these 12 movies for the last hour or so. And uh definitely um follow us on everything. But that uh, wraps up episode five. So yeah, follow us on. YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. Um and we thank you for listening.